Hi everybody, Nidia Noma Master. I teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And here's a close trick to Shetty. Thank you to our lovely co-host, Rianne. We're teaching her all about podcasting, and she's doing an amazing job doing introductions. And uh, we're actually traveling around South America currently. We are actually just got into Mendoza in Argentina from Chile uh, just yesterday. We took a night bus, so yesterday was a day of rest, and then today we're going to go explore the city, and then we're making our way from Mendoza to Cordoba, and then, uh, you know, end you off in uh, Buenos Aires. Uh, super excited about visiting one of the most famous cities in South America, one of the most uh, vibrant cities in the world. So make sure you follow us along on our journey as we document our, through blogs, uh, photos and videos on our Daddy Blogger world tour at daddyblogger.com. And we also have a massive summit, summit coming up at the end of November where we're interviewing different digital nomads from around the world and uh, they'll be sharing the insights and how do they also make money while traveling the world. So make sure you uh, register for that at digitalnomadmastery.com. And uh, as we're traveling, we love interviewing other world travelers and we love finding out different ways that people can make the travel dreams come true. And obviously one of the great ways is through real estate investing. Uh, so we have an expert today on the show who's gonna be talking all about some insights on how uh, nomads and world travelers and just people in general can invest and uh, do you know flipping properties, et cetera, and uh, generate that revenue to, which will allow uh, people to keep traveling. Uh, so our guest today is Jesse. Uh, he's the president of TELUS, and we're going to be finding out all about him himself, his travels, and about real estate investing. So, Jesse, how are you doing over there in beautiful Los Angeles, California today? Good, good. How are you? I am excellent. Thank you. So, uh, Jesse, why do we get to, uh, to know you a little bit better if you want to do a quick introduction and share a little bit more about yourself? First of all, did your daughter memorize that or did she read that? It was good. She had that down pat, the intro. She's amazing. She doesn't read. She actually hasn't learned how to read yet. She's only five years old and she's still <laughs> learning how to read. What's so, the memory? practicing just uh, through these different podcasts. She always listens to me and then every now and then she's like, Daddy, can I come on? So yeah, a big shout out to her for uh, being so yeah. witty and being a podcaster at only five years old. <laughs> nice work. Um, okay, yeah, so we have a company here in Southern California. We work from, uh, let's say it's a 150 mile stretch of coastline. So from Orange County, say to Santa Barbara. And we do development, we do you know design, architecture, and uh, you know, renovation, both commercial and residential properties. So, awesome! And I'd love to learn a little bit more about your travels uh, before we get into the whole real estate investing side of things. So, maybe you can share a little bit about your own travels around the U.S. and beyond. Yeah, good question. I guess so. Um, we started the company in two thousand five, and I wanted to find a way where I could have a very um, regional business, but still maybe have a life and be able to travel as well. So. So we were early adopters of every sort of technology that we had um, available to us that time. You know, boy, that was 15 years ago, 12 years ago. So it was um, at best case maybe log me in online meeting places. Um, Skype was still a little bit rough, but um, we were able to to find a way to communicate virtually. You know, and early adopters of that. So I was still able to have a business that you needed to be on site a lot for. Um, meaning that right, manage projects um, with crews working at a stationary place, um, but still go to uh, Turkey. So I spent a few months in Turkey, um, spent a, about a month and a half, two months in Thailand, um, Southeast Asia area. And then most areas now for me are fairly regional. So it's, you know, an hour east, you know, Palm Springs, Mammoth, uh, Southern Oregon. Um, winter's coming up, so a lot of ski trips. 
Um, but, uh, you know, and then we've had a couple of nice vacations over the past few years to Europe and, and not to Argentina yet. That's on the list. Have you, is this your first, I'm sure it's not your first time there. It is, it is actually our first time to South America. We've uh, already done 12 countries in South America. We arrived here in April of this year, started off in Brazil, and then went up north to the Guyanas, French Guyana, Suriname, and then uh, Guyana. Then we went into Colombia, and then from Colombia, we went down uh, south into uh, Ecuador, Peru, Bolivia, Chile, and as I was mentioning, just from Chile to Argentina. So it's actually our first time ever to Argentina, and it's our first time ever to South America, and uh, we're trying to hit every country in South America, and we'll have done that. Uh, by the end of this month, we'll have gone to Uruguay, which is the the 13th country out of 13. So we'll have wow. done them. Yeah. yeah, impressive. <laughs> impressive. Thank you, thank you. I need I need to learn some strategies from you and uh, real estate investing so we can continue our travels because uh, you know it definitely it adds up. You know, traveling and working and uh, hard thank to discipline as well. So uh, yeah. yeah, why don't we get get into uh, starting about the your business itself? When did you start up? And tell us a little bit about the origin there. Yeah, the origin. So um, started in 2004, 2005. I uh, had the idea that, um, and this is the tail end of a building boom. So we had the idea that uh, green construction would be the next big thing. Um, and we guessed well on that. So we were able to establish ourselves and differentiate ourselves um, in a very, very crowded market around that time. And, and in the business plan, we thought we had a couple of years before a recession. Um, we didn't bet on that financially. So we didn't, <laughs> we didn't reap the benefits of that. But um, we did guess well that, that, Green construction, eco-friendly work would be um, a way to maybe make the industry a little bit cleaner, a little bit better. So um, that was 2005. Of course, things started to slow down a little bit a couple of years thereafter, but um, we were able to get our foothold and then you know work our way through the recession um, and then come back as the you know uh, the economy sort of recovered. Uh, 2000, you know, eight, nine, ten, et cetera, et cetera. So right now we work. Um, do design and build projects. So from start to finish, we'll make plans, you know, permit, build a house, do a commercial building, um, both for ourselves, uh, for investors, for clients, um, from, yeah, from about Orange County to Santa Barbara. Awesome. Definitely one of the most beautiful parts of the U.S., if not the world. Amazing yeah. area. Been about a couple months traveling around the California coast all the way from LA and then uh, San Diego area, then up to uh, Sacramento. So amazing area. And I can see why so many people head down there. Definitely, uh, you know, the snowbirds from like places like for me, Vancouver, BC, Canada, we love to go down to the sunny areas of the world. Was so that home base for you? Is Canada home base for you? Yes, yes, Vancouver, BC, which is uh, not the best time of the year to be there right now. I look at my social media and people are complaining about the clouds, the gloominess, the rain, the rain. So it's definitely great to be in South America now because we're in the Southern Hemisphere and it's uh, on the crisp of summer right now. Not bad. Well, I'm going to have to contact you. We're, we're just booking a trip to Whistler right now, actually. So um, our first time there. Oh, well, you know, uh, uh, post-interview, I'll definitely be able to give you some great tips and advice about Vancouver and Whistler. Whistler, amazing ski resort. So, yeah, well, definitely happy to help you out there, Jesse. So, uh, Jesse, uh, you know, uh, one of the obstacles for people traveling is obviously the whole money factor. And uh, with real estate investing, it provides a great platform where people can generate that passive, ongoing, consistent revenue and allow them to travel. So maybe you can get, give some quick tips and strategies on how people can do real estate investing. Yeah, so so a lot of options with this, obviously. And I think the first thing I'd probably say is for people not to be afraid of investing in real estate um, or managing, say, a renovation project, a construction project from afar. 
Um, you have some help in, well, one, I'll say this, contractors are a nasty, dirty bunch. Um, it's, it's a difficult thing to get into. It's a miserable experience. Um, but if you're doing it as an investor from an investing standpoint, typically you can distance yourself from some of the emotion that attaches itself to projects like this. So um, what I would say is that you can, you can get help. Um, if you are, say, uh, you want to flip a house in an area like Los Angeles. So let's say you want to buy something. So you have the capital to buy something that's going to cost you a million bucks, which sounds like a lot. And it is a lot of money. Here, it's an entry-level house in, say, the west side of Los Angeles. Um, and you're able to get a return on something like that. So a build cost for something in Los Angeles is typically, you get about a, maybe a two to four, five to one return on the money that you put in over the course of, let's call it, you know, uh, three to seven months, depends on how big the project is. Just because it's a hands-on thing and it's a labor-intensive thing and it's a regional thing um, doesn't, mean pe doesn't mean people need to, need to say it's impossible. Um, with the advent of technology like this um, and with the help of local one city inspectors and especially a local real estate agent, you've got proxies and advocates on the ground to help you through, you know, this sort of six-month process where you ne don't necessarily need to be there. Um, as we mentioned uh, briefly, I th you know, we have probably 10 or 15% of our clients do not live in Los Angeles. Um, we, they live in Asia. We have clients that live uh, in the East Coast. We just finished a project for a client in Seattle. Um, and strictly with the intention of uh, flipping a house or buying a property, renovating it, and then either keeping it as a rental because the rental costs here are so expensive um, or doing a direct flip on it. Um, so with the help of our technology, which is online software, um, daily logs, online schedules, um, and then daily photographs for people to see what's happening on their property, you know, on a daily or multi-time a week basis, and the help of somebody on the ground in the form of a real estate agent who has a vested interest um, of getting the house sold as quickly as possible so they can make commission on it, um, real estate investing shouldn't really be something you shy away from. Yeah, and I, th I think a lot of people do shy away from it just because it's so overwhelming. They don't know where to start. Uh, so you covered uh, two important areas of real estate investing. One is to, to buy it and then renovate it and then keep it. Uh, the other is to flip it. So maybe you can share with us the pros and the cons of both approaches. Uh, so you look at a few things when you start. You look at the uh, potential sale price of the property when it's done. Um, so you just do some calculations and say, okay, let's assume I'm going to buy a place for a million bucks or, you know, we can use a smaller number, buy a place for $500,000, put, you know, 50 to $100,000 in, just like all the flip it, flip it and uh, flip it and ship it shows and you know, the shows on TV that deal with, um, you know, fi flipping properties and HGTV. So, um, you know, the, the, the model is kind of the same. You buy something that is a little beat up on the inside, you strip it out, you put in new stuff. Um, and that time and sweat equity you put in and making those selections and the investment is going to get you a good return. So you want to just sort of ballpark what's the potential sales price, which an agent can help you with of this house when it's done. So you look at comparable things in the, in the neighborhood, for example, how much is it going to cost me to get it to that point? Um, so you get a relationship with a co local contractor or design and build firm. Um, and then if there's, you know, if the return is substantial enough, people then choose to, you know, factor in real estate fees, et cetera, et cetera. Um, make the flip on a house. Um, if it's in a place, for example, behind me, um, we are renovating a condo ourselves right now in Los Angeles. And so there's an open, there's no drywall on the ceiling. Um, my girlfriend is really upset at me because we started to do this before the holidays, but 
Um, there's no paneling on the fridge. We're missing appliances. Um, but you know, um, we're we're going to use this place because we know we can you know get a passive income of probably you know a few thousand dollars a month just by renting this place, just based on its location and whatnot. So um, just run the numbers, have an agent help you with it. I'd say. Um, and see or if it's okay with you that you have some support with renters, um, albeit with a property management company or somebody on the ground, um, or if it's something you just want to say, hey, I can make X amount on this right away. Um, let's just do a quick turn and, and in a few months, you know, get a nice chunk. So, uh, you know, speaking of, uh, you know, chunks, uh, what are some of the, the startup costs involved, like uh, the investments and uh, t talk about the actual different types of uh, monetary figures you need to invest in California. Yeah. Um, so Southern California, let's say your your entry point, you're dealing with houses that are going to be between um, probably 600,000 and up. But let's say the sweet spot for these things is probably you know, call it 500,000 to a million bucks for a house, depends on where it is. Um, and you can estimate uh, putting into that probably 15% of the purchase price. Um, most common is what everybody wants, an open floor plan if we're talking residential. Open up the kitchen, put in new stuff, there's a wall that's in the way, you know, make it an open concept um, and replace the kitchens and the bathrooms and the windows and make everything look nice and pretty and new. Um, you know, Good, good rule of thumb, there's probably about 15% of your purchase price. Um, and then so let's say you buy something for a million bucks, put in 150 um, after fees and you know the time and expense of actually running that project. You can usually re expect a return of probably you know 40 to 70% um, and upwards from there. But to be, uh, to, be, uh, to be cautious, 40 to 70% in let's call it a you know three to six, seven month time frame. So the returns are fantastic. No kidding, that's impressive. Uh, definitely impressive uh, returns there. And uh, tell us about uh, what about if you're outside of the U.S. Uh, you mentioned uh, some of uh, your clients are in China or Asia. Um, what are the requirements for out of U.S. Uh, people to invest in America? Uh, so various tax implications and, and associated fees you can pay as an outside investor. There are workarounds to all those things. Um, so it just depends on where you're coming from and where you're buying. Um, but, you know, this is a Los Angeles specifically as a, as a major gateway city, um, though you're you're finding houses, you know, you're buying a thousand square foot house for, you know, that's a rip down for a million bucks um, compared to other gateway major cities in the world. It's actually a pretty low price still comparatively. Um, so, you know, you'd have to probably consult with an agent locally and depends on where you're from to see how much or if it's going to cost you anything more to invest in, say, Southern California. Um, I couldn't give you a general answer on that, but by and large, they're typically workarounds and you can invest in here just like you're a resident investor. Got it. And, uh, what would you recommend in terms of the type of, uh, accommodation invest in, uh, anything from a, a condo to townhome to a home? Uh, detached, attached, uh, you know, commercial. Any tips there? Um, you know, it depends on what your probably what your level of comfort and familiarity is. Uh, with most people that own a home, have an easier time investing in a home because they're comfortable with it, right? They there's not a fear of investing in commercial building and having you know uh, companies that lease out from you, et cetera, et cetera. While that's more stable, probably longer term, um, it's not something that somebody can just directly relate to. Um, so if you're comfortable, you have, you know, homes or home, a house or homes, uh, elsewhere, um, I'd probably recommend residential to start. 
um, and uh, definitely find a real estate agent, you know, interview a few real estate agents that are familiar with doing renovations and flips and costing for things like that, because they'll, they'll, they'll know the market. They will be able to give you a ton of guidance. And frankly, they'll give you so much support because again, they want to sell the house. It'll save you in, you know, design selections, um, quality control. You've got kind of somebody on the ground working for their commission with that. So most people do start with residential because it's just more comfortable. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Uh, and, uh, you know, California is obviously a big state and there's a lot of different areas in the state you can invest in. Uh, what would be your advice for which area or cities or parts of California to invest in? Yeah, so let's so let's say um, this is sort of driven by the labor cost to do construction. And uh, there's let's say there's a region here in Southern California where we work. So if it's by the coast, um, you know, uh, in say a 60 or 100 mile radius, um, labor's virtually the same. And so your entry point, I would strongly suggest you get into a, a residence, if we're gonna do residential, to where it's the highest, say, cost per square foot upon completion that you can actually afford. So looking at those comps, if you can enter into a property for a million bucks, and if you can put in a couple hundred thousand dollars to make that process easy, um, you're gonna get a great return on that labor, you know, to, Construct something, say, in Brentwood in Los Angeles is going to cost about a $350 a square foot to construct something, you know, say 50 miles or 40 miles east is going to cost about $310 a square foot. Um, but the finished property in Brentwood is going to be worth $1,400 a square foot. And the finished property is 50 miles east or 40 miles east is going to be worth $360 a square foot. So. The labor pool um, still is actually fairly depleted, and the labor pool is really what drives up the construction costs. Um, and so you want to enter into a property that has the highest potential return when you're ready to sell. Great, great, great tips there, Jesse. Uh, so if you, uh, if people who are watching or listening to this uh, podcast and videocast wanted to do it remotely, uh, what would you say are the key people you would need on the ground, uh, you know, kind of locally uh, to look at look, look over it when when you're doing it from overseas? Yeah, so let's say there's a, there's there's three buckets of costs that are going to be associated with the project, or four buckets of costs. You've got um, creating plans. So if you're going to add in square footage, um, do a major renovation. So plan creation. You've got third-party fees with that, which is like engineering, for example. You've got city permitting fees, and you've got construction costs. Um, so the sort of two or three important players there would be the person or people or company that does the plan creation, um, the general contractor, and then your agent, your real estate agent. And those people typically in a design build firm will be, you know, the contractor and the design firm or the, the plan creator will be under one roof, which is really helpful. Um, fewer people to, to point fingers, the better in that situation. And then your real estate agent is going to be essential for you because they're going to need, you know, they're going to have a vested interest in pushing the project along and, and getting it sold as quickly as possible. So interviewing agents, interviewing contractors, or of course I'm biased, but I recommend design build firms um, would be just the two sort of players you need. And, and between the designer and the build portion, they can handle everything um, having to do with selections, construction, permitting, et cetera. Um, I would highly recommend a company that is that is uh, prevalent and, and, and well-versed in technology because right, you're gonna be gone. So you wanna be not just doing things over email, you wanna have a place where you can track what's going on remotely. Um, even sometimes, you know, uh, we spec in you know, cameras on site so you can actually remotely track 
and do video conferencing or log into their projects at any given time. A little more of expense, but you know, it's a big investment, so comfort level is important there. And uh, you actually have a technology yourself with your company. Uh, tell us a little bit more about how that works, Jesse. Yeah, so we were an early adopter of just, you know, now it's easy, right? It's just an online project management software that we use. Um, we've been through four or five of them um, over the years, and now they've evolved over the past couple of years to be really effective. Um, and everything is controlled in that project software for us. So billing runs through it, auto billing runs through it, um, daily logs, daily updates, schedules get updated immediately. Um, and there's a ton of communication that happens back and forth within the software. So just one place to log in, get notifications, um, and you know, really helpful for us internally to communicating with our team uh, to uh, to have somebody you know be able to see what's going on on a literally a day by day or sometimes multi times a day basis. Awesome, Jesse. And uh, one of the things you do also is like you can uh, do it like vacation rentals. Uh, I know uh, before the interview we talked a little bit about that, how you do it in different cities around California. Uh, tell us a little bit about how people can utilize that, the whole Airbnb and VRBO uh, type of rentals. Yeah, so so we got into that personally because we wanted to go to places that we like going to and and, and hopefully at least our, our goal was just to break even on some of these things. So. Um, you know, most common ones in California, I think the two most, most common, which you get a great return is going to be the Palm Springs area. Um, of course, anywhere that's metropolitan Los Angeles. Um, and then we go to mammoth all the time. Um, so those make it even easier because they're fully furnished. Typically when you purchase some, you can, uh, elicit the help of a property management company, which is going to take say, you know, 18% of say rental fees, but they'll do all the marketing for you. Uh, makes it really, really easy. A place we bought in Mammoth just last year, uh, maybe a year and a half ago, um, we saw not just appreciation, but a great return already on the investment. So we made money this last year and we used it a ton of times. So um, yeah, Mammoth for us, Palm Springs, because of all the festivals um, and concerts that are out there now is a really good place to invest. And that's even easier. We don't even, we don't even communicate with us personally. We don't communicate with the property management company hardly at all. Um, we just, once it's all set up and once you've got, um, you know, all the backend stuff set up, then you just book it whenever you want to go up. For example, we were, we're going to be going up in a couple of days, but there's not enough snow on Mammoth quite yet, I don't think, so we're on the fence. But, um, you know, we like to do those things for ourselves on places that we want to go visit. Awesome. Um, some great tips, uh, Jesse. Uh, anything to close off here? Any uh, parting advice uh, for the people watching and listening in terms of real estate investing? Uh, I would say don't be afraid of it. Don't take it off the table. Every time we talk to somebody that that is out of state or not in the region, they think it's impossible because you're building something in a stationary place. Um, but technology makes it a lot easier now. So I think it's it should be open to anybody. Awesome. Uh, so uh, why don't we end off by uh, telling us about your company once again and uh, the different uh, services you offer your clients. Yeah, so my company's Telus Design and Build, and we do full service design through construction in Southern California. Awesome. And uh, the website, uh, if people want to connect and find out more? Uh, TelusDesignandBuild.com. All right, nice and easy. And make sure it's uh, tell us with two L's because my friends in Canada will know the other tell us, which is with one L, and it's a major telecommunications company, one of the big three, uh, Bell, <laughs> Tell us, and Rogers.
<laughs> yeah, we, I think we've gotten confused by them before. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, once again, it's tell us with two L's. I'll have the link below, so make sure you check it out. And uh, if you have any questions about anything we've talked about in this show, reach out to Jesse. How can they reach out to you, Jesse? Oh, email's fine. Through the website's fine. It'll all get to me at some point. Awesome. Okay. So definitely reach out to Jesse. He's definitely a great wealth of experience and expertise in this area. So thanks, Jesse, for your time today. And, you know, definitely enjoy Whistler. And we'll catch up with you soon, my friend. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. Happy travels. <laughs> thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, where we interview people on how they can make money while traveling the world. And we, we had a great interview talking all about real estate investing. Make sure you reach out to Jesse if you have any questions about the topic. And uh, he'll be definitely uh, ready, willing, and able to help you out. So make sure you follow us along as well on our Daddy Blogger World Tour as we cover uh, every country here in beautiful South America. So thanks, everyone, and we'll catch you up on the next episode.